welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Is it not so good to worship our God, to honour our God? You know, there's, there's times and moments and seasons where your emotions give an attachment to, to God. But sometimes it's not the emotions that give you the attachment. It's just, I am. I'm stepping in by faith. I will. And I don't know where you're at this morning. I, I love our worship this morning. You know, when it came to that praise moment, I'm thinking, I want to dance. And, and I'm thinking, white men can't dance, and I'm, I'm a white man, so... I can't dance, and I'm, and I'm imagining myself, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm imagining myself doing this silly thing at the front, and, you know, doing this sort of stuff. I think I, I just, you know, sometimes you just got to break out from where you are. And I, I don't know, I didn't do it because I, I'm a bit self-conscious. <laughs> but aren't we all self-conscious? Aren't we all? You know, we get the opportunity this morning to sing holy, holy, holy to our God. Such, such a, 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 a tangible moment. You know, Stefan, I, I watched you this morning with your, your friend. Is he gone or is he still here? Oh, there. I don't know your name. Never met you before. Um, have I? Oh, I have. Sorry. But you know when you're sitting at the front, and, and I looked across and I saw the both of you, and straight away this thought came into my mind, and it's new wineskins. And, and you, you've already got new wineskins, both of you. It's not like God's going to give you wineskins because a lot of people get prophetic and they say they're going to give you a new wineskin. You've got a new wineskin. But the question is, how much of God are you going to fill you up? Because your wineskin is able to stretch and it's able to grow. And I feel like God's going to pour more into you even now. Lord, I pray for these two right now, Lord. And I ask, even while they're standing here now in this moment, Lord, that this wineskin that's there for them, Lord God, Lord, that you would fill it up even more, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Even now, Lord, I pray that the sense and the touch of your presence upon them, because, you know, you guys are called to areas that we can't get to. You're called to speak to people that I'm never going to speak to. But let it be known that your wineskin is full, and it's full and ready for you to pour out to the others. And as you pour out, there's going to be more wine for you. It's just naturally going to happen. So God, in this moment, Lord, I ask that that wineskin would be topped up yet again, Lord, I pray. Top it up to overflowing, Lord, that they would not be able to hold it back. Let them know that they're called for this, for what their calling is, Lord. And they don't have to question it, Lord, but they can just step into all that you have for them. In Jesus' name. I don't know, I just, I just feel like there's, there's something special for you guys. And I, and I know you're different than me, but it doesn't mean, you, it means you're probably better than me. But it means you're called to somewhere, somewhere different, completely different. But God's, God's got you guys, big time. He's got both of you, big time. Um, yeah. So you're ready for, for, for church this morning? Ready to open up God's Word? Thank you, team. That was awesome. Um, Well, I was, I was looking what I was going to speak on a week or two ago, and Claire brought this great message last week, um, yeah, and I, I felt, you know, even before she said, I, I thought God wants to speak on kingdom, and you know, Jesus, when he was down here, spoke a lot about kingdom. He didn't, didn't speak so much about praying the sinner's prayer or or being saved as much, but he spoke an awful lot about kingdom. 
And so I thought, this must be important. If, if Jesus is going to speak so much of it, then, hey, maybe we should, we should stick on kingdom and maybe we should hear what God wants to say about kingdom. Because I want to go where God wants me to go. I want to do what he wants me to do and I want to live how he wants me to live. So, if you were going to live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Here? Where? A mountain? Yeah. 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 I love it when I'm standing at the top of the mountain like that. Kayleen, is it Kayleen? You love that too, don't you? Yes. You know, I, I love it when, you, when you've been pushing yourself, you get to the top of the mountain, you look over that view and you feel like the only one on earth. It's just brilliant. But if you're going to live anywhere else, someone said Gold Coast, where else would you live? New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> I used to live in New Zealand, now I live in Australia. <laughs> but I'd love to live in New Zealand again. Um, come on, would it be south of France? Would it be in Hawaii? Would it be Fiji? The Kingdom of God? That's, that's a good, good place to live. Would it be in a ski resort? Would, would, it, would it be surfing somewhere? I don't know. Where would you love to live? Hobart. Would you love to live in Narang? <laughs> Best place on earth, Narang. <laughs> yeah. Well, not so much physically where you want to live, but as Stefan said before, I want to live in the kingdom of God. And, and we say a lot about the kingdom of God, and, and I've asked you about France and, and ski resorts and surf resorts or Gold Coast and whatever. But this kingdom that he preached about wasn't just a physical kingdom. It was something much bigger than that. And so can we today, just like you, you've probably lied and you say, God, God, I'd love to be in the south of France now. I'd love to be in Switzerland up on this mountain. I'd love to be in Nepal heading up to base camp or whatever it is where you'd love to be. But can you, those yearnings that you've got in your heart to go to those places, can you have the same yearning for the kingdom of God? Those dreams, those God dreams that you have. Um, not just to go to a physical place, but to go to a place where you're in his kingdom, and his kingdom is in you. Because Jesus said in Luke 45, oh sorry, Luke 4, 43, but he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. So he was sent to proclaim the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33 is, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, Brendan, I had one of my verses that you used for... Um, communion, and I actually took it out of what I was going to say this morning. You know, let's not hold back the kingdom from little kids, but not just little kids, let's not hold back God's kingdom here right now. I'd love to walk into God's kingdom, whatever that looks like. So my question is, where is this kingdom, and what is this kingdom? Where is this kingdom, and what is this kingdom? You know, uh, it's... It says it's over 70 times Jesus said in the New Testament about the kingdom of God. So I'd say it's pretty important. It's something that he wanted us to think about. And in our, in our Western Christian religion, we talk a lot about salvation and this moment. But Jesus didn't talk about that a whole lot. He talked about kingdom. He talked about living in this kingdom. And he came to bring kingdom. And I'm not saying we, we negate salvation because that's super duper important. That, that's... We, we never negate that. But in Luke 4, Jesus says, 4.18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Do you think that's bringing God's kingdom? So can I say it over you? The spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. Can you do that? Is it a faith step? Can you see yourself laying hands on people and blind eyes being opened? You can see that? So if you saw a blind guy walking down the street, you walk across the road and you grab him and say, I believe God's going to heal you and you pray for him and he'd be healed. So you're going to leave this place today and you're going to do that? If you see a guy in a wheelchair, you're going to go up to him in a shopping mall and you're going to say, look, I believe God's going to heal you. You're going to go up to him and you lay your hands on him and pray for healing and you're going to see him get out of that wheelchair. Come on, you're going to do that? Come on, you're going to do that. Because it's easy to say this, but to live, live in that is a completely different story. And there's a gap. I find there's a gap between what we say and what we do. There's a gap in how we want to live, but how we actually do live. There's this gap. So how do we pull this gap back so we can step into God's kingdom where he wants us to be? Because all of us have these dreams and we wish out that we could do this. But what's the gap that stops us getting to that place? Us? Yeah, what's, what's the gap? So, uh, doubt and unbelief. So I'd like to give a quick, um, I could have chosen many, many scriptures in the Bible, but I want to just read one story about one man that probably felt exactly what you felt, that there was a, a gap between what he, what he could see himself doing, what he, what he needed, and where he actually was, and how he got there. So we're going to read a story. You ready? From Mark 10, verses 46 to 52, and it's the story of blind Bartimaeus. You know it probably really, really well. And it says, When they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. And he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. And throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Wouldn't that be an awesome story? awesome story wouldn't your faith be way up here after seeing that or maybe maybe it wasn't Jesus that he called out to maybe it was you that he called out to you maybe it was Dan maybe it was Jeff maybe it was all of you guys and you actually called him out and said blind Bartimaeus come here come here you're going to receive your sight wouldn't that be awesome wouldn't that be awesome so the first thought I had from the scripture is to hear. We've all heard from God, haven't we? All of us have heard from God in some way. 
And I pray even now as I'm saying that, your ears would be open to hear even more of God and what he's saying to you. Because in Mark 1.5 it says, The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. See, the kingdom of God has, has become near. And it's still just as near as what it was back that, at that moment when this word was written. See, for blind Bartimaeus, his world was one of blindness, brokenness, labels, and begging. And I don't know if you accept any of those words over your life, but you should not accept any of those words over your life. As we were, and then at some point realized God was real, and I, and I suppose when God's real, what does that mean for us? Where do we go? What do we do with that? And many of you would say, I, I go and, and I study God's word, I pray, which is all awesome. But what does it actually mean for us? See, Bartimaeus was begging for food and money, and this is what he thought he needed. He actually thought he needed food. He thought he needed money. He needed the necessities of life. But before Jesus came along, that was his reality. That was what he thought he needed. And then Jesus turns up and all of a sudden his eyes are open to, hey, maybe there's, there's a bigger calling here. There's something bigger that could happen here. He was called to see beyond the realms of possibility. Can we shift that around a bit? Instead of him being called beyond the realms of possibility, maybe we're being called beyond the realms of possibility. And the possibilities that we have in here, maybe, maybe there's more possibilities than what we're even thinking of. See, when Jesus came by, he found hope. By the way, Claire, you brought a great message last week about hope. See, we're stuck, and, and maybe we think we're stuck, and what are we settling for? Maybe we're, we're like blind Bartimaeus, begging for acceptance, begging for appreciation, begging for validation, begging for love. And maybe we're looking in the wrong places for all these things and going to the wrong source. Well, Jesus is here. And just as he did to blind Bartimaeus, he's calling out. And he's calling out and saying, it's time to step into God's kingdom. Blind Bartimaeus could not see. His ears were attentive to hear the Lord. And when he heard, his eyes were opened. See, then he saw but as Christians, we want to go straight to the eyes opening bit. Do we want to be in that place of the blind Bartimaeus? Do we want to be in that place of hearing Jesus? Or do we want to go straight to the place where my eyes have been, my eyes have been opened? There's a bit of a journey here. And let's, go, let's go, get lost on the journey because that journey is, is the journey that blind Bartimaeus had to take. See, it's called the journey of faith. So the first one is we hear, the next one for blind Bartimaeus is he cried out. When was the last time you cried out to God? When was the last time you cried out to God? You were so desperate that you cried out for God for something. When was the last time that happened in our lives? You know, it takes that place where you're really, 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 really desperate before we cry out. But maybe it should be a daily occurrence of crying out to God for what we need. Let's not get lulled into submissiveness here. See, this is where many of us fall short. We ask God into our lives and give our lives to God, and then we just look for all the benefits. But let's cry out to God. See, when was the last time you actually pursued, we actually pursued God's voice, and we cried out for what we needed? See, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus recognized the gap between him and God, and there was a crowd, and can you imagine how loud it would have been with all these people around? It would have been loud, these people shouting at Jesus, following Jesus, there would have been horses, there would have been dirt, there would have been everything else. And somehow over all this crowd of people, blind Bartimaeus was heard. 
This wasn't just, Jesus, help me. This was a, Jesus, will you help me? Over all the other noise, over all the other commotion, Jesus, will you help me? When was the last time we did that? It might not have been that loud, but our heart attitude of really, I need you more than anything else. What steps are we taking in our cry out for God? Are we taking steps to study and follow His Word? Are we taking steps to get into God's presence? Are we committed to something, committed to church, committed to an organization, committed to a men's group or a women's group? Are we committed to loving, leading our family, our children? Is Sunday church a priority? Are we spending time worshiping God with our voice and our time and our treasure? Do we fast? Are we looking for help for our struggles? And even in our brokenness, are we still helping others? See, the, the, the voices around him told him to keep quiet. What are the voices inside our heads saying to us? Telling us to be quiet. The voices around us, what are they saying to us? Can you see Jesus? Can you hear him coming? Can you hear him coming into your life? Can you hear him coming closer to you? Because he's calling you. And what are you calling back? Is it a loud cry? God, I need you. See, it's time to step into God's kingdom because desperation was the greatest gift for blind Bartimaeus. It's time to step into God's kingdom. Third point, Jesus calls. Can you hear Jesus calling? When you get up in the morning and and you wake up, can can you hear him calling? In that moment, is, is there actually, or is your day so, so busy, that it's so, so full, that there isn't a moment where God can actually speak? Or are we taking time out to hear Jesus calling? See, Jesus stopped and saw Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. And if he did it for blind Bartimaeus, that means he's going to do it for us. He's actually stopped. And he's actually calling us. And we're so busy, we're just walking past what would happen if he was actually standing here now calling out your name and you just walked past him and ignored him totally? I wonder how many times we've done that to Jesus and not even realized when he's calling us. See, Jesus sees us. He saw blind Bartimaeus and amongst the crowd and the invitation is open. Can you imagine blind Bartimaeus' heart when Jesus actually calls him? Can you imagine what he thought? And yet Jesus is calling you, and if you stopped and listened, can you imagine what that would do to your heart? How much you'd be touched if you actually heard him calling you? So you don't have to be worthy, just willing. You're worthy of his call. It's time to step into God's kingdom. See, in Matthew twenty-two fourteen, 14, it says, many are called, but few are chosen. And I wonder how many other people Jesus called out to along that road, and they didn't hear him. Blind Bartimaeus heard he was not going to miss this opportunity. So what did he do? He chose. He threw off his cloak, and we've explained this before. That cloak that he wore was a cloak that was given to him by the officials, so it allowed him to beg. It allowed him to legally doing what he was doing, and it was, it was who he was was his cloak. And the moment he heard Jesus call him, what did he do? Threw it off. Threw off the old life. I don't, I don't know what cloak you're wearing this morning. And I don't know what it is, 
What cloak you're wearing that you shouldn't be wearing. Maybe it's time to just throw it off. To be a blind Bartimaeus. To throw that off. And you notice before he was even healed, he threw that cloak off. He threw it off his old self first, stepping out by faith into somewhere he didn't know what was going to happen. But he left his cloak behind. So what happened if he, was, if he wasn't healed? He, he might have lost his cloak. He couldn't beg anymore. He couldn't do that anymore. So he's left in no man's land. He threw off everything in the... Knowing that, knowing that my faith is going to make me well. See, there's so many things come in our life, but we just have to throw that thing off. Have you ever done that? Where you get these voices in your head, and you physically sometimes say, oh, I'm not listening to that voice. That is not who I am. Or maybe you go into some situations and people are doing some stuff that you should not be partaking of. You throw that cloak off and you, you say to those people, look, I can't do that. I remember when, when I said this many times before, when I walked into that workshop and the n- naked bodies from the, from the floor over the ceiling to the, another wall, the other wall, and I ripped them all down, and you know, I was going to be beaten up big time. But that was my choice because I wasn't going to walk in that same situation that they were walking in. I don't want to be that cool in my life. I don't want to have that stuff in my life. Why would I take that? Can you look back this morning? Because it's good to remember this. Can you look back? And remember what you've already thrown off. Remember that the victories you've already made. Remember what's already happened in your life. And it'll it'll allow you to step in again and say, if he's done it once, he's going to do it again. I can have faith that he's going to be in my life again. So the next thought, and these are quick fire, is faith. Jesus asked him, what do you want? He could have said uh, something simple like, I need food. I need shelter. I need friends. I just need help. But he took a huge faith step here. He said, I need to see. I need to see. He asked, he asked a big thing of Jesus, but I just need to see. See, when he, if he could have asked what he wanted, it could have, been, could have been done by the world. But he asked something that was only Jesus could do. It was a supernatural ask. And shouldn't we be living in God's kingdom? And what is that? It's a supernatural kingdom. We should be asking things that are supernatural. They're not natural, they're just super. Supernatural. It's time to step into God's kingdom. In Mark 4, 30 to 32, it says, Again he said, What shall we say to the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when planted, it grows to become the largest of garden plants. With such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Many of us have heard that before, haven't we? And we say, I want to grow into a mustard tree. Well, you do know that mustard seeds grow into mustard weeds. They don't grow into trees. The the mustard seeds were those little weeds that grow on the path of the little yellow flowers. That That was what a mustard seed grew into. And here's Jesus saying, this mustard seed is going to grow into a tree. Physically impossible. Can't happen. Mustard seeds grow everywhere. They grow in the, the just anywhere. It's like a weed in your garden that you pull out. That's a mustard, what mustard plants do. But Jesus comes, and when Jesus' voice comes upon it, all of a sudden this weed that meant nothing, all of a sudden becomes a tree where the birds of the air can come into and it can create shade for others. Our mustard seeds, are we willing to allow the... the not just the natural state, but the supernatural state of Jesus hit the mustard seeds in our life, 
and so we can grow trees that are for others in our lives. See, when God's, God's involved, mustard seeds just, just don't grow naturally, they grow supernaturally into trees. Mustard seed, mustard seed, mustard seed, mustard seed, mustard seed. Are you going to allow God to breathe on the mustard seeds in your life? So it don't, doesn't just turn into a weed, but it grows into a tree that others can, can come and sit under, and birds can, can come and eat out of. See, God puts a seed in us that carries such potential, it's our choice to grow it. Stories like Jesus walking on the water and calls Peter, and Peter jumps out in the water. What are you going to do that your mustard seed is going to grow into a mustard tree? So the next thought, see and follow. Bartimaeus followed. See, nothing could fix Bartimaeus except Jesus. And we believe in the lie that we can't change in some areas. Jesus can fix you. Because what happened when he saw? He followed. Are you going to allow the supernatural of God to, to meet you in an area that is, is something you can't do yourself? And then when he meets you in that area, what is your choice? Are you going to say, great, Jesus done it, did it for me, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the Broncos play. I'm going to watch the AFL. I'm just going to, not, not that's bad, of course. I love, I've watched half the Broncos game. I had to get to bed early, but um, love watching the football. But let's not live there because he, he saved you for a reason. He healed you for a reason. He set you free for a reason. And so Bar, blind Bartimaeus followed. In verse 52, it just says he followed. See, I'm not talking about a self-help program. I'm talking about a Jesus program. I'm talking about a Jesus program. Because we can do a lot ourselves, and we do have to do a, lot, do a lot ourselves. But the Jesus program turns that mustard weed into a tree. It's time to step into God's kingdom. It's time to step into God's kingdom. See, he followed Jesus. He stepped into God's kingdom yet again. So how I've got... I was thinking, how can I do this? It's going to rhyme. So I got four C's. Commitment. And I'm not a rapper, so it's not going to rhyme. Commitment. He dropped his cloak. What are we going to drop today? What cloak do we have to drop? Confidence. Faith. He shouted. He walked. He trusted. He followed by faith. He jumped into community. What does that community look like for you? Does it mean we stay in community? And not just physically in community, do we stay in community by being open and honest to Jesus? Do we stay in community by eating with Jesus? Do we stay in community by helping others? Do we bring the kingdom of God into the earth? Last one, conviction. Not just to come to Jesus, but to stay with Jesus to learn from Jesus, to grow into all seasons. Because if I was going to ask you, when was the greatest time you grew in Jesus? Was it when it was really easy or when it was really tough? When you're really hungry or your belly was full? I don't know what you're like, but for me, it's when I'm, when I'm doing it tough and I learn another lesson in God and it puts another hole in my belt, another star in my belt that I can carry. I, I love it that the fact I can, I can, if people ask for testimonies, I can say, even though I was brought up in a, in a pretty good household, 
I had some things to challenge in my life, but nothing really huge. I can say I've, I've still, by faith, stepped down to areas where not everybody had to. I've still made life choices where I could have accepted what the world says, but I chose to do other things. Even, even simple things like cutting off a half cast and, and deciding that my leg was not going to be broken any longer, I'm going to walk on it, and finding, hey, I could walk on it. Not just the world, but it was, hey, where was, that was Jesus. That, for me, that was a big faith step to do that. But I had to. I thought, what is my faith? What is my reality? I've got to go from being a, this weed into a tree in Jesus. And, and sometimes you've got to take these faith steps. I don't know what it looks like for you. Maybe it's going and baking a cake and going to your neighbor and just saying, hey, look, Jesus loves you. Or just saying, look, I, I see you. How can I help you? Maybe I need to look after your kids for you today. I don't know what it looks like, but something. So he didn't just come to say about the kingdom of heaven. He came to bring the kingdom of heaven to us so that we can bring the kingdom of heaven to others. To bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring peace, bring joy, security, bring deliverance. They're all part of the kingdom. But part of the kingdom was also the supernatural things where he, he quelled the storm, he calmed the storm, food was multiplied, water was walked on. Hey, if that was our daily, weekly thing, just imagine if, if I asked you today, how'd you go? Hey, I went surfing in the weekend and I tried to duck dive my board, but I couldn't get out of the water because I was standing on top of it. It wouldn't let me in. Wouldn't that be awesome? Or maybe I asked some people over for dinner and when I broke the bread, all of a sudden there was this bread everywhere. Oh, you fishermen who say you caught the biggest fish. Hey, I caught two fish. When I broke them up, there was 50. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> That's the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God, thy, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, isn't that a challenge? See, the kingdom of God has come near. A place where God reigns, not a place as such, but it's God's ruling over us. The rule of Jesus Christ on earth and in heaven and in us. The blessings and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule as subjects to his kingdom, that is us. His reign, his rule, his authority, his sovereignty. Because in Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, we don't create it, we receive it. And I don't know where you're at today, but I want to receive some more of the kingdom of heaven in me. I want to be, I'm, I'm quite willing to have this mustard seed go through the process of planting and being watered and then growing with those growing pains so that I don't, don't remain a mustard plant, but I grow into a tree that I can be fruitful from God. Why will we not walk in it? So many of us get FOMO for lots of things, but I want a FOMO of not seeing God move in my life. Can we all stand this morning? Okay. <coughs> you wish you didn't have a clock up there. <laughs> um, okay, this morning, instead of having an altar call as such, Let's, let's call this um, where maybe God's going to activate something in your life. Um, or close your eyes for a second or for a minute. Just close your eyes. What's your God dream?
For some of you, there's something that you've never stepped into and you want to step in. For others of you, you've been walking in, in something for a season and you've lost it and you want it back. Now, I don't know what that looks like for each and every one of you. But if you've got this thought in your mind, can you imagine Jesus is coming along the road and he's coming towards you? And I don't know what you want or you need, sorry, not what you want. But Jesus is walking towards you. Are you going to let him just walk by without bringing it to him? Or in this moment, are you going to cry out? And it mightn't be with a loud voice. For some of you, it might be in a loud voice. But for some of you, it might be, I don't know what it looks like, whether it's, it's on your knees, whether it's jumping, whether it's doing whatever else. But in this moment, Jesus is coming towards you. And the, the, not the crowd is shouting, but your mindsets are shouting, uh-uh, uh-uh, I've, I've been there before, I'm not going there again. Things are talking to you and, and, and you could listen to that stuff and let it overtake. But as you come to Jesus this morning and, and you're saying to him, God, I, I, I just need this, Lord God. Will you bring me to a path, Lord God, where I'm, I'm not going to sit and just be a, a mustard weed, Lord God, but I'm going to be a tree? Lord, I'm going to cry out to you this morning, God, because I need you in my life. I want the kingdom of God to be so powerful in my life. I, I want to bring love to my kids like I never have, Lord God. I want to better my, live, to, Lord, live a good relationship with my wife like I never have, Lord. God, I don't want to be stuck in this addiction any longer. God, I need healing in this area. God, I need to be set free in this area, Lord God. Lord God, I just need to do your will more in this area. God, I feel like I've got a calling, but I've never stepped into it. Would you cry out to Jesus this morning and say, God, that I'm crying out to you, Lord God, that the natural will turn into a supernatural event this morning, that something is going to change this morning. There's going to be a shift that when I leave this place, something is going to be move in my life, Lord. And, and in this moment, can you imagine yourself taking the step, throwing off that cloak, throwing it off you, throwing it off you this morning, and taking a step towards Jesus to crying out for him, God, in this moment, I need you more than anything. And he cries back, come. He cries back, come. I'm calling you this morning. I'm calling you to those areas. I'm calling you. And even when you are on your seats right now, Lord, I ask, Lord, for the touch of heaven upon every single person in this house, Lord. God, I ask, Lord, for the physical touch of Jesus upon every person, Lord. Lord, we break off everything that would hold them back, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for free access, Lord, to all that you have this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, Lord, that ministries, Lord God, would be birthed in this moment, Lord, even upon this place this morning. Growth in ministries in this place this morning, Lord, I pray. Lord, it might be in church, it might be outside church, it might be in your home, it might be with your neighbor, but Lord, there's going to be something growing, Lord God, fresh faith, fresh vision. Lord, would you pour it out upon your people even now, Lord, let it rest upon them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, Lord, for the ones who don't feel they would feel this morning, Lord, I pray. 
Lord, we choose to come under your submission. That God, whatever happens to us in this moment, Lord God, that we would walk this out this week. Walk it out, Lord God, that we might be kingdom givers wherever we go. Bringing life, Lord, and refreshing wherever we go, Lord. And God, Lord, it comes, Lord, as we worship you, as we honor you, as we put you first in everything we do, in everything we do. Now, we're just going to sing a song as we finish our service this morning. And I don't know if you want prayer in any area, we'd love to pray for you, but maybe you just need to stand in faith too. Maybe you need to hold the hand of the person next to you. Maybe the faith step this morning might be, hey, I've never prophesied before, but I've got a word for someone this morning. Maybe it's time to take, take some faith steps and to step into that God realm. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. See, the kingdom of heaven is near. It's not far away, it's near. And if it's near, near, why will we not step into the kingdom of God? God, Lord, I pray for a ceiling, Lord, over the words I've spoken, Lord. A ceiling over people too in this moment, I pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.